Hey everyone, a quick note before the podcast. We don't always do this. This is actually the audio from this week's Glass Tire Top 5. So if you want to see a video version of this conversation, you can see that at glasstire.com. This is the top things that we don't miss about the art world during our shelter-in-place coronavirus pandemic. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to this week's Glass Tire Top 5. It is the week of May 14th, 2020. I'm Brandon Zeck. I'm Christina Reese. And uh, we are still in our houses as Texas gradually somewhat starts to go back to work some places more a lot more quickly than others but we have a uh, another special top five for you this week it's uh you know a a lot of museums right now are still closed some galleries have announced that they've reopened by appointment or reopened for kind of selective viewings as kind of we sit in the the limbo space between full operation and nothing uh as the past two months have been we have a uh list it's it's maybe a, a list with a with a negative word in it, which we tend not to do. But it's the the top five things that we don't miss about the art. I guess the art world. Art world. Uh, I mean, world. which right there, that's something. That's a term I would never miss if it went away. But no, we are kind of talking about the art world and things we don't miss about the art world. And of course, there's a lot of stuff right now. And of course, a lot of people we're speaking with right now would say there are lots of things that they don't miss that they haven't missed in these last couple of months, uh, including wearing real pants. It's so funny because the way the art world has changed, even since he and I, ever since you and I came on, mm-hmm. what, five years ago, Mm-hmm. Um, is really pretty spectacular, and I don't mean that in a good way. Yeah. So we're going to jump in. This almost kind of starts maybe a little more narrow, and it broadens up to a uh, to a term that you will definitely know. But number five is uh, art fairs. And Christina, this is something you're kind of passionate about. I mean, art fairs have gone digital and everything in the last two months, but in-person art fairs, what don't you miss? So I have a really hard time going to art fairs and not paying a whole lot of attention to the gallerists, to the dealers, and how they seem to be doing and how their art fair seems to be going. And part of that is because I did art fairs. I, uh, as a gallerist, as a dealer, I did the Armory and I did Miami and I did Chicago at one point or another. This was a whole other lifetime. But I know the stress levels. I know how expensive it is. I know how hard it is to be a smaller gallery a regional gallery and to stump up all that cash to go do an art fair and you don't know if you're going to make the sales. So some of it is just me being incredibly worried about the dealers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, especially the smaller galleries. Uh, But I also just think it's a terrible way to see art. I mean, it's great in terms of its convenience all under one roof. It's great to get gossip. It's great to socialize. It's really nice to be able to run into a lot of people you haven't seen in a while. I don't think it's good for the art. I don't ever think it's, I think a lot of people would agree with that. I don't think this is a surprising choice. I don't think that online art fairs or the pivot to doing all the sales online is going to be particularly successful because I think that the buying bug or frenzy that takes place at art fairs is so dependent on the collective energy of everyone being in the same space and people even you know competing with each other collectors it's almost performative it's like what have you bought what am i buying what am i going to do and it's just that kind of um that kind of adrenaline that happens at a fair for people who have some money and feel like they need to spend it 
Um, and I just think all that has been wiped out with people being siloed in their houses and having to do everything online and private. Uh, I'm not happy about galleries that are gonna lose a lot of money by not being able to do art fairs, but I do think that there's something somewhat democratizing about the fact that art fairs are gonna disappear for at least a little while. So number four would be um, what we've noticed over recent years, which is the deluge, the fire hose of programming at all nonprofit and for-profit spaces. Yeah, so I've been at Glass Tire for uh, five years at this point. And when I started in 2015, um, there were fewer things going on, plain and simple. Like there may have been the same number of exhibitions, but not every exhibition had an artist conversation like at a for-profit gallery, or there weren't always like five auxiliary programs for an exhibition run at a nonprofit space. And over those past five years at Glass Tire, because you know I've been on the ground throughout Texas during that time, I have noticed this intensive ramp up of programming. And it kind of turns into a catch 22 because people put up a show and then do programming to get people in the door to see the show. But when everyone starts to do that, it means there is more programming happening. So there are going to be fewer people coming to your programs. And I have seen where institutions, galleries, anyone we're talking about in this conversation, see that and then turn up the notch and do two programs instead of one. And then it just, it's a self-perpetuating cycle. It's kind of crazy. Um, so the immense screech to a halt over the past two months has been jarring for me. Um, just uh, not just the ability to not go out, but the, uh, the fact that everything that was scheduled and everything that was run is either tried to pivot to online or just stopped. Um, and one of the things that, you know, granted, we're only two months in, we're talking about a change over five years for this. But over the past two months, I've seen galleries, institutions, publications um, do programming online that's maybe a little more thoughtful, thoughtful or a little more purposeful, partly due to the fact that they've never had to do online programming. So it's a complete pivot and a new way to look at things. But I'm, I'm hoping that that kind of thoughtfulness um, will continue as this move forwards and as things open back up also. Yeah. Well, that brings us to number three, which is I don't miss um, a sense of obligation that um, we, and I hope that a lot of you feel the same way, that you feel the need to be out and visible all the time, that you're not participating in the art world, whatever that is, unless you're seen at openings and private views and events. and. Um, that's generally not how I like to take in art. Just as I say, I don't generally like to take in art in an art fair that's full of people. I don't really like to take in a show during a really crowded opening. So I have a tendency to want to go to galleries during the week when it's quieter. Same thing with museums. By myself, things aren't so crowded and I can actually sit with the work and deal with the work itself. I mean, this is a conversation that I've had with numerous people. It's also something that kind of, I think not a lot of people talk about because there's the expectation and we all kind of know what's going on. And when you go to an art opening, you know, or when you hop around to a bunch of art openings, I think the most I've been to in a single night is like 10 different galleries, but you're, you're not there to see the art and it's impossible to try and see the art. You're there to talk to people. I like to try and see the art during that time. It doesn't always work, but um I mean, this is something that I know, Christina, you and I particularly feel, but I mean, it's an expectation when you're 
kind of in any position in the art world. If you're an executive director of an organization, you're expected to show up and support other organizations in your city. If you're a curator uh, within a city, you know, there's kind of a general social expectation for you to show up and take in what other people are doing within your city. If you're an artist, you need to go support your artist friend's work. And, you know, we're visual creatures. We like to see people doing the thing that they say they're going to do. I like to see you looking at my show, mm-hmm. or I don't know that you've looked at my show or been to my show. So there, there's just kind of this feeling that, you know, we all deal with it and it's fine, but kind of when you're forced to be removed from it for two months, you start thinking about stuff like that, maybe a little deeper than you normally let yourself. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to be like hypocritical about this. I mean, we, we are, we, this is our job. Our job is to, to be connected and to be plugged in. And part of that is about being around people um, and having conversations with people. And certainly going to an art opening is a good way to kill a bunch of birds with one stone, but Uh, And also the idea that we tell a lot of young people who are starting out in the art scene to go to these things, go, go, go and circulate like crazy. You've got to do it. You've got to do it just to establish yourself with somebody who goes out and sees stuff so that you're worth talking to in a sense. That's, that's the advice that I give anyone whenever they ask me about it, because that's kind of how I established myself in Houston. Right. Um, If you show up enough, people will wonder why you're showing up. And then you'll, they'll start talking to you. So this is a thing. I mean, it's, it's like a bittersweet thing. Like we all love it and it's part of our daily lives. And now that we're removed from it, we notice different aspects of it than maybe we normally do. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, to having too much to do on any given night and being in a big city, big for Texas, you know, being in Dallas or being in Houston, it's a Friday or Saturday night and knowing you can't get to everything can induce feelings of guilt or oh i'm not getting i'm not doing enough um it's nice to get out from under that for at least a little while i do miss a lot of it though i gotta say i've been Mm -hmm. telling you and other people i do miss going out in almost any capacity to see art and the people who are who are uh you know part of it so i'm looking forward to i mean i don't even know when we're going to have openings again so number two is something that we we don't experience it as much in Texas as we would if we were in LA or New York, but um, it still permeates us because any of us that consume art or anything art-related, art media, conversations, it, you're expected to know about it. It's the idea of artists as celebrity. So Christina, you pointed out that really in the past two months, that's kind of been tamped down. It's been tamped down across the board, across pop culture generally. I mean, I just feel like there may be some people who are really jonesing for their celebrity gossip news or whatever, but I just feel like the whole idea of celebrity as being the most important most important people in the world has really gone down a few notches. Now, in terms of art, there have always been art celebrities, but um, the hunger for people, especially people who maybe aren't so invested in the art itself, they become very invested in the personalities of the artists and their biographies and their backstories um, rather than the art itself. There are a lot of artists who should not be celebrities because the work doesn't support it. Uh, And there are a lot of fantastic artists who probably should be celebrities if there's got to be a celebrity artist. And they're not because they don't play the game. Um, In Texas, we don't we're not as subject to this problem as they are in some European cities and on the coast. But um, but we have our celebrities here in Texas as well. I'd say anyone who kind of rises to celebrity status in Texas as an artist probably is pretty good. Um, Probably a pretty good artist. I don't like the infiltration of just this dire need 
or knowing an entire artist's personality, backstory, politics, everything in order to make them legit or in order for them to pass some kind of litmus test. I don't think artists are perfect people. They're not saints, they're flawed. One of the things that makes their artwork great is all that gray area that exists within themselves as human beings. And yeah, oh, the celebrity thing, just, I hope that this all just kind of, kind of wipes the slate clean a little bit for at least a little while. I, yeah. So number one is basically all of these kind of fall under one big, as you know, F-O-M-O, -F fear of missing out. No one misses fear of missing out. So what is it, Brandon? What is number one? I mean, number one is more or less the obligation that you feel, that we feel, that I know a lot of people I've talked to feel to see everything. Um, at, at Glass Tire, we kind of have the amazing luxury of being able to see a lot more than even maybe the, the normal person who has to work behind a desk or who has to run a gallery during open hours when other galleries are typically open. Um, but I know even, even Christina, you and I aren't able to get around and see everything that we want to see. And whenever, whenever I can't make a show that I have this ultimate desire to see it really it, it's difficult and I feel like I am missing something I feel like it's going to be the show that 30 years from now everyone will be like remember that show oh, I always feel like this and I know a lot of people that I've talked to feel this also it's the feeling that we have to see everything like if your friend has a show that you don't get around to seeing you feel horrible <laughs> if an artist that you like has a show that you don't get around to seeing you feel horrible if it's a landmark show or you think it's going to be you feel horrible and that's just i mean that's the general fomo that permeates our culture nowadays especially with photos and social media and everything and i've found that that's evaporated. I was going to go to New York and see the Donald Judd show. And, you know, I'm prob that, probably never going to see that. Many people that were planning on going to see that are never going to see that. But I've kind of just let that go at this point. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's, it's evaporated. It's a, it's a twofold thing though for us. And, and it's for some other people we know who, who may be watching this, but it's um, number one, the, just the proliferation of art spaces across the state of Texas. I mean, it's not just events that uh, have proliferated, it's spaces themselves. There are more art spaces in Texas than there were five years ago. There's no doubt about it. So it's very hard to get around. Also the size of the state um, the, and that we cover art across the entire state of Texas, there's no way we're gonna get to see every show that we wanna see. The state's too big. There would be so much travel that we would actually never be home in Houston to do kind of the nuts and bolts work of glass tire itself. We just can't do it. And it hurts, sometimes it really hurts. It's like, oh, I really wanna see that show and I don't know how to fit it into my schedule. And as far as like getting to New York or London or Los Angeles on a regular basis, and I know you and I both feel that way and we try to do it, but I mean, it gets harder to work that in. It's expensive to work that in. It's nice to just, again, have a few months of just breathing room. I don't think art is meant to be taken in or processed in these really short, sharp, attention deficit ways. I think we're meant to get to sit with it a little bit and kind of internalize it and turn it into a memory. Um, and we see so much, I was just on, I haven't even had this phone for very long and I've got like 14,000 images on it. You know, it's like, how are you supposed to remember what your favorite shows are at the end of the year when that happens?
So that is, uh, that's our list. And I know that's kind of a, an amorphous feeling list, but it's, but in terms of how it's affecting us and how it may be affecting you, the 24 hour news cycle that, and the hunger of the internet and the digital era that has, you know, taken up all of our time and energy all the time. Uh, and the way that the art world has been sucked into that vacuum and it just, it all is just circulating. It's, oh, it's too much. I think it's terrific that we're getting a vacation from that. I agree. See some art. See some art.